Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Sandy Pars Podcast, your source for in-depth discussions about the world of golf for the amateur golfer. We're your hosts, Randy Duran and Ryan Munoz. On this episode, we discuss the best ways for new golfers to get into the game. Stay tuned after the break. Welcome back to the Sandy Pars Podcast, episode 42. I'm your host, Randy Duran, joined by my co-host, Ryan Munoz. Hey, hey. Uh, we have a very special non-PGA episode to present to you today. Not a lot going on in the world of professional golf. Um, it's kind of like that wraparound season time. You know, not everyone's in the field. Uh, not really all that exciting, especially coming off the Ryder Cup. Um, yeah. Of, um, I mean, you know, I, I found myself watching some golf the last weekend. For sure. I mean, um, we're always going to watch, but... Kind of, you know, LPGA got a little interesting. I'll, I'll pay a little bit of attention to the Shriners. I may have a couple bets at the end for us here for the Shriners. But uh, yeah, wraparound season, right? Right. Some, some time to uh, discuss other golf topics. Exactly. And one thing I, I, that I've always wanted to bring up or at least talk about, because we've talked about it a couple of times, you know, here and there, not really a dedicated episode was for the best ways for beginners to get into the game of golf. Um, we were both, you know, once beginners, some some sooner than later. Um, and being as the last year, we saw three million new golfers play golf for the first time in their lives um, in one single season. I think that is something appropriate to talk about. Hundred percent, and we've been on here talking a lot about uh, you know things like etiquette on the golf course, how you should conduct yourself out there, and we're not here to tell people how how to behave and all that type of stuff. But if you're a beginner and you actually care about how you are on the golf course, I think that this would be a very good topic to at least you know bring up. Yeah, or I mean, just kind of you know how to get in, like you said, how to get into golf and kind of where to even even start. Right. Um, and again, not like we wrote the book on this or are the end all be all, but just our opinion. Um, I feel like a lot of people would share our opinion just because we're, you're, we're nothing special. We're in in terms of, we're just golfers like everybody else. We've started not too long ago. Um, and kind of what the expectation is when you're out there. Um, the first question I had was what I have a top five kind of, but like what, what would be the first thing that you would recommend somebody who's never picked up a club they never played before? They've only like done putt putt at most. Like what would be the first thing you would say that they should do? Um, I would say, right. Try to find a buddy that plays golf and just go to the range with them and hit some of their clubs, some wedges, and just kind of get, get a feel. Mm-hmm. And if you enjoy that, then I would just go to any golf store or play it again or something, mm-hmm. right? And just pick up like, you know, a nine iron, a wedge, some some cheapy clubs. Right. Nothing that you're not nothing that's gonna break your bank. Some tools to get started. You don't even need a full set. You don't need a full set. You just I mean, if you can learn how to hit a pitching wedge and like a nine iron, like I said, right? Mm-hmm. And and you really enjoy that after you do that, you go you you hit the range a couple times and you then you can go pick up a nice cheap set. But right. you know, I mean I think part of the problem with golf is the barriers to entry um can be a little bit, you know expensive um and and so i think a beginner right away you don't need to go buy a brand new set of clubs um like i said second hand route go hit your buddy's clubs mm-hmm. uh and kind of just see if you enjoy doing that and if you do then chances are you probably will like playing golf um mm-hmm. and and i would just go from there i and mean that, 
like like you said, it, it's hard to get it's hard to get into the, the the barrier of entry is really difficult, right? Because you have to you, you need equipment first, and then you need to know where to go, and then when you're at a golf course, you need to go where to go. You need to know where to go while you're there. Yeah. Um. You know, if you if it's the pro shop, if it's the putting green, the chipping green, what's the difference between those two things? If it's a driving range, if they have one, and then eventually going to play. It's just really difficult for someone who's just never gone out there to figure all that stuff out. It's not the same as going to a basketball court with a basketball and you're good to go. Yeah, you can't just get a, join a pickup game. Right. Um, yeah, so you, you definitely need a friend or someone you know, right? Uncle mm-hmm. or whatever, brother-in-law, et cetera. Someone, someone that knows kind of what they're doing. They can right. help you out um, and kind of be your, your guiding light along the way. Um, I think that's probably the, the most beneficial thing you can do early on. Right. Um, and again, you don't want to go dropping a, a ton of money on, on clubs and all this shit and letting someone sell you on all this stuff. Just, just make sure you enjoy swinging a club and stuff and, and then go from there. Right. Um, I think that's like one a, in my opinion, is something like that. I think one B in my opinion would be to actually just like you said, get get those cheap clubs or something to work with, and then go just go get like a, a beginner's lesson, yeah. Where you learn just the basic fundamentals of the golf game. If um, I think that uh, the the best the best part about that is you skip wasting time at the range. You skip wasting time. Aimless practice, right? I mean, I I think the number one if if you're if you're getting into golf and you want to you know you're you're serious and you want to play. You, Play if you want to work and, your way to a play like an actual root, golf yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. Get a lesson. And like I said, you don't need long clubs. Get a wedge. Learn mm-hmm. how to chip. Learn how to putt. Spend your time learning the game from the green backwards. Uh that, that was my next was to work from the putting green back. Definitely. And and, and uh you'll A, I think you'll enjoy you'll find the experience more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. It's easier to learn to putt and chip from the start it's it's you, you can't just go out there and think you're going to hit a four iron or something exactly and, 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 and hit it well so uh it's more user friendly i think it's more enjoyable mm-hmm. as far as like you you, you know you're, you're going to get some positive reinforcement you're going to hit a couple good chips you're going to hit a couple good putts exactly you're gonna you're gonna do something that makes you fall in love with it right away so like if you start working your way back from the from from the hole essentially putting and then chipping um you're gonna make a few. You're gonna hit a couple of good shots, and you're really gonna fall in love. And you're you're gonna find out what the, all the hype's about once you start doing that. I mean, that's what golf is, right? It's those great shots that you hit that keep you coming back. Exactly. Amidst the fucking plethora of shitty shots that you play out there. You can hit a hundred bad shots, and if you shot a one on one, and one of them was a chip in or a birdie, hundred percent, a really good drive, it keeps you coming back. I've, I've seen it happen with first timers, second timers, third timers. It, it happens all the time. Um, and it really teaches you how to hit the hit the ball uh, in terms of keeping your eye on the ball when you work from that, you know, that close on your way back because there's a lot less movement. It really teaches you how to just think about. And you learn that the, the game is touch and, right. and feel, and not so much. You know, obviously, power is the name of the game when you watch the PGA Tour right now. But right. that's that's the the you know Last exponential yeah. level of of golf. Um, so much more is just a, it's a feel and touch game and mm-hmm. being smooth, right? And right. And the better you are around the greens, I think any golfer will tell you that too. What we just said is learn how to play from the green backwards. Yep. Tiger Woods did it. That's how he learned. So if it's good enough for him, it's good enough for everybody. I think it worked else. out pretty well for Tiger. 
Um, and I also think about the reason that you should get lessons is you, you don't learn any bad habits. So you don't spend years, you, you're not wasting time out there on the range practicing bad habits or learning any new ones. You're just reinforcing fundamentals right from the get-go. Yeah, 100%. It's going to save you a ton of time. If you're really trying to get onto uh, an 18-hole golf course with your buddies and go out there and actually play from you know normal tee boxes, tee to green, uh, I, I would just recommend getting less. 100%. Um, and any coach, you know, from my side in, in the strength and conditioning world, I love when I get someone that's totally new to strength and conditioning or has never weight trained because mm-hmm. I don't have to deal with years of bad habits to mm-hmm. try to correct, right? Um, and so I think coaches, the golf coaches love getting someone that's a complete neophyte to the game for that very reason, right? You got just basically an empty canvas, whiteboard, whatever the hell, you know, analogy you want to toss out there. Right. But you don't have to spend time reteaching someone something. Um, exactly. Not undoing any work before you can get some work done. Yeah. Or, you know, and if you, lessons are expensive, find, go find, you know, someone on YouTube. There's plenty of cool cats out there, but find someone that kind of works well. Right. Get something so you're not just out there on your own. Right. Otherwise, you, it's gonna, you're going to find that it's very frustrating. Yeah. It's going to take a long time. You're going to, you know, you're going to get embarrassed. You're not going to feel as comfortable out there. So I would definitely just, you know, look something up. Uh, you know, lessons aren't too expensive if you can, you know, find the right teacher because... Oh, and there's cool, like, camps and stuff, too. Right. Um, and a lot of golf courses have, like, you know, uh, like a weekend where you Weekend come. clinics yeah. and stuff like that. Exactly. So the time, the... the uh, the 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 iron is is hot or the pan is hot right now right there's we tons of people playing golf courses are trying to get you know capitalize on that so there's plenty right. I see more golf clinics and stuff like that going on on the weekends uh, mm-hmm. than I've ever seen in the past couple of years so and this is this is speaking of people who are past like high school college and all that type of stuff how to get into it I mean obviously the best time to get into it is when you're young. Um, but if you're getting into it in, in the uh, older state of your life, later state of your life, I would recommend exactly what we just said. Yeah. And if you're a youngster looking to get into golf, um, obviously, you know, just, just go out for your golf team. There's not many kids yeah. that are going out for the golf team. They're going to take anyone mm-hmm. and that coach will probably teach you some good habits. Yep. I always tell this to my, when I was more directly working with high school kids, um, and college kids. Just get a job at a golf course. Working yeah. in the cart barn, that's where I learned to – that's where I picked up golf because you have you know, X amount of time where you're not doing shit. Um, you can go hit golf balls on the side of the range. I mean it, aside from you know it being just a great job for a young man to have a blast and, and get some mischief in and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like go, go work at the cart barn. Go find a job at the course. You're getting paid. You'll find you have tons of downtime. You'll probably meet some cool old dude say, or something that's gonna up. that's gonna help you out, give you a bunch of stuff. Like it's it, you'll make great connections. It's uh, again one of my, I mean, you know, it's a college job for me, but uh, still, I look back and like I love those times, man. It was mm-hmm. so much fun, so much fun. And then you get free golf too. So you've now you've learned the basic fundamentals. You uh, have a general understanding of you know how to how to hit a golf ball how to putt a golf ball how to chip a golf ball the next thing that i want to talk about is one of the harder parts of of golf i will say experiences experiencing this with my wife my my mother 
being on a golf course without them having any idea what the hell they're doing. Um, you know, getting it in, in the golf, uh, golf cart out of the golf cart, how to, you know, kind of speed things up when yeah. you pick up and all that type of stuff. So a lot of ins and outs, a lot of, ins a lot and of what outs. have you. So another thing that I would recommend is getting an etiquette course. Um, and they, they offer those, um, in tandem, I guess, with the beginner, uh, like, course or what what they call it, a clinic just like an intro clinic type yeah, thing yeah exactly so that would be something that i would definitely focus on it's 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 frustrating and kind of sad that you know when you're out on the golf course there's a not a lot of uh sympathy for beginners slowing down everybody out there who's trying to have a good time um but at the same time you kind of got to know where you're at pick your spots where, yes. you know, how to graduate. Essentially, there's kind of a hierarchy to working your way up to an actual 18 hole golf course. 100%. And I'm on here bitching about slow play on public courses quite a bit, but, but here's the thing. I want people to play golf, right? right. I want more pe- I want people to have fun. Um, but I completely sympathize with that point of view because it's somebody who brought someone out there who has no idea what they're doing. Um, and they're not telling them the ins and outs. Like, you know, if someone, if they, if you get brought out to an 18 hole golf course, that's kind of challenging. The people that you're playing with should definitely be hooking you up and telling you, Hey, you know, pick up your ball or it's okay. Drop it here. Or, you know, okay. So let's go through like some, some things here. If you're, if you've never played 18, some things that we we would kind of generally employ if we had a, a friend coming out that's never played. Right. Um, my first would be if you're over a triple bogey, once you're at three over the hole, yeah. just pick up. Just pick it up. Um, and, you know, if you've putted three times already, probably just pick up. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if you're struggling, kind of just – it's okay to just like, hey, man, just grab – just just come drop up up by the green right and we'll we'll figure out you obviously you know we're trying to work a handicap we'll mark your score down whatever get just go up and chip but mm-hmm. at all costs try to keep the speed of play up right um and and you know it, it's golf's a gentleman's game you want to keep an honest score all that's great but again if you're playing a tournament you can't card more than a triple exactly once you're tripled in tournament play you pick that shit up that they, because people don't want it, tournament play. People aren't trying to wait 20 minutes on a tee box. Exactly. So I don't think that's a dishonest move, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think you're, you're cheating the game or anything like that. That's how, that's how it's meant to be played. So um, I think that's probably the biggest thing, right? Just get right. yourself up to the green. Worst case, you can't hit, you know, your four iron on, in the fairway. You've duffed two. Yeah. Pick that up. Go go where your boy is off to the side of the green and chip from totally. there, and and fucking try to roll your putt in and you know have fun. But I would focus on hitting your tee shot and uh, you know trying your approach or your second shot or whatever, assuming that you hit a decent one off the tee. And if that doesn't go so so well for like six straight holes, then you know stop playing the hole all the way through take it up chip it on the green yeah and then and make sure you get your putts in that would be the one thing i would definitely kind of back to where we play the short game yeah definitely Um, hit a tee shot and definitely uh chip and putt if you can i mean that that's what i would recommend um i would also recommend signing up for your local like ga like your golf association whatever state you're in wherever you're at um the ncga is a great one that we're a part of I would recommend just getting a handicap as soon as possible because it's only going to go down for you. And 
putting in your scores right away is probably the the best thing you could possibly do because then when you go out with your friends, you have you have something that you can actually tell them instead of just having having them guess. You know, it's like, yeah, you know what I mean. Um, that would be something I def a, a tip that I would so, recommend. Here's probably the biggest, and we I've said this a number of times. Don't play eighteen right away. No. Just go play. Go find a par three and play nine. That's actually my next my um, next one. Would and be if you want to play eighteen before you play eighteen, play that par three twice. Yeah. Play the same holes twice and mm -hmm. make sure you eighteen holes is a grind. It is. Uh, it can it can be a huge grind, especially when you're playing like shit. Like yep. most beginners probably are, yeah. are going yeah. to right. And then you're stressed uh, all day, or, and then and it, it just doesn't it doesn't become fun, right? Right. And so and you're not going to have an enjoyable experience. Kind of goes back to again what we said of just learning to play the game backwards. Uh, you know, it's you're playing shorter holes, so you're going to have more fun. You're hitting maybe pendant where your par three course is. You're hitting no more than a, a seven iron right off off the tee. But you you then and there you get to learn a little more etiquette through, right. throughout the, the time. Mm -hmm. So I think nine holes, more courses are open to nine hole tee times too now. Right. Um, so maybe it's not a par three that you're playing. You're playing nine holes on the big course, but you're just playing nine. Mm -hmm. I think getting out there and playing nine is, is pivotal uh, to developing, you know, becoming a, a, a true golfer and, and getting into the game. Um, what's your favorite par three course around here? Not in that obviously doesn't include Fleming, which is a nine. So not course. all par threes. I mean, I like Golden Gate. That's mm -hmm. when I first moved to the city. I wasn't still a, I wasn't a huge golfer. I was still kind of getting into golf. So I lived in the outer Richmond. I, I'd play Golden Gate all the time. Um, longest hole there is the ninth hole. And I think it's like a 200 yard par three. So, you know, you get a little love, but everything's short. Right. Um, Cork has got a great little nine hole course. That, uh, that's that's one of my favorites, to be honest. Even though I have a real bone to pick with Corica, shout out they're opening their north course. But soon. I mean, you know, think of the last time we put. I got hit by a ball there by from from some little girl yeah, that was just yeah. beginning. But like, <laughs> that's cool. It's I'm totally cool with it. They, should they have called four? Probably yes. Um, but it didn't hit me in the face. No harm, no foul. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> I mean, you didn't die. And that, that, that's what but, it's but all about. Is that's it, where you t take someone out there to 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 begin, right? Yes. Um, shit. There's a Mariner's Point, which we've never even played. There's Glen Eagles. Glen Eagles isn't all par threes, is and, it? And I wouldn't recommend Glen Eagles I to know, anyone. I, I wanted to bring that up just, just in case. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of other par. You're better threes. suited just dropping a flag in a parking lot, yeah, and, and hitting a shot. But there's a t there's a ton of them. Um, just look it up. You'll find a you'll find a par three near you. Um, Probably if you have a big course nearby, you know. I know like a lot of the valley courses. I'm thinking all have par threes, um, or like little par three nines in there where they got space. Yeah, and the best part about that is too is you're out there with other beginners. You know what I mean? Um, you're with people who are just learning the game or people who are just trying to to get through a round really quick. It's not a bunch of sticks out there trying to, you know, set course records or really um, have a crazy golf experience. They're just out there to have, have some fun. And everybody that I've met, well, for the most part, that I've met playing golf, for the most part, they're they're good folks. You know what I mean? 
it's fun. It's fun to get out there and meet people. Everyone's uh, on the same playing field in terms of they're not pro golfers, uh, and anyone who acts like, act like they are or is a jerk, you know that that's not the yeah. That's not the. Norm. I mean, that would be my biggest advice to any new golfer is choose. You know, you you've got a friend. Uh, play with your friend that is you know a vet to the game, but most of all, just go out there and have some fun. Don't ex- don't have expectations that you're going to be able to keep up with your buddy that's been playing for years. Um, hit some good shots, have some fucking fun. One I mean that I've- that's that, and we struggle with this as amateurs because we get caught up and we want to play better and stuff. And that, I think that's how I developed the shanks over the summer was I was trying to put a little too much pressure on myself and playing some tournament golf, and I that's why I stopped playing golf. I told you when we were at Harding. Yeah. I said, dude, I'm not having fun right now. This is not fun for me. I'm mm-hmm. fucking I, I can't stand over golf ball without thinking a million different thoughts. I've just I spent hours at the range, right? <laughs> so have fun. That's put surround yourself with people that are fun that you like to hang out with. That's um, a and huge just tip. whatever whatever you gotta do. If you gotta pick up on some holes or you gotta just go chip, whatever it is, make sure you're laughing, having a good ass time, um, and, and enjoying yourself outside. And we've talked a lot about this too. Is expectations set low expectations for yourself, and that's the that's the easiest way to have fun. I would say is once you start putting a lot of pressure on yourself, and you start having you know, like we have done, put a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of practice, and not get the results, then you can be a little bit harder on yourself. But if you're not doing that and you're just beginning, I don't think you should be. The best way to have fun is. I mean, just- I. I'd say that at every level, right? right. Or every stage. Um, Expectations are directly correlated to the enjoyment of the game, I would say. So as long as you just expect to have a good time, then I think you'll have a good time. Know that you're going to hit bad shots. A lot of them. Uh, I mean, for me, that's been tough to swallow, but that's probably been one of the like more beneficial things of exploring the mental game and stuff right you just hit a bad shot big deal everyone hits bad shots now you got to recover um and you can't you can't leak in multiple bad shots what do you think helped you make the biggest jump from hacker to decent golfer what was can you think of if it was one thing if it was a certain point in time um I think it was taking, I I would say it's probably taking a lot of time just to practice with short clubs and practice around the greens. Less time at the driving range, more time practicing, just putting and chipping and developing a feel. And it's amazing how much that can leak into your long game. Hmm. Um, And then I think really in the last year where I've improved is just developing a routine um, it's crazy to think that I played golf for so long leading up to this year without a, a set routine. It's hard for me to stay in a routine because I get anxious. Yeah. And I really, it makes me want to, I, I rush myself. And so I want to get back into the next shot so quick, essentially to erase it's my the bad worst shot. place to be when you feel so, when you're rushing for no reason on the course. Right. And, and so that's one thing that, uh, I really think I did well this last year especially the last seven or eight months um not being able to practice as much as i'm as i used to be able to practice is being able to control a bad round i mean we went down to 
San Diego, and I did not play. Oh, and Pasa Tiempo. And I didn't have my game at all. But because I was able to get over my bad shots and just try to hit the best one I could at the time, I limited all the damage and actually put up some good numbers on all three rounds. I think that's probably the biggest thing for myself as yeah. well. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, the cliche of one shot at a time, you know, one hole at a time, all that stuff is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that all really comes back to a rout- having a routine. And, and Every and, book that I've read, so now this last year I've read four books on the mental game of golf and all of them talk about a routine because it takes – the emotion essentially out of it if you're just getting in your routine and hitting the same thing you've done a million times over. Well, and and just think, you know, as an amateur, the routine's pivotal because we're out there, we're bullshitting, we're waiting a long time yeah. on tee boxes and stuff, right? And so then all of a sudden, you know, you want to play well, we're competitive, mm-hmm. you want and you got to hit a serious shot, and so right. it's tough at times to go from kind of la- you know just having a ball to locking in. But right. when you have a routine, this is why these guys that are pros are so good, right? And we saw it firsthand we saw when we were volunteering. They're like, they're, they're, everything that they do is with purpose. There's no there's no waste of movements. They're not out there joshing around too much. They might be joking and like having a conversation, but... They're, Once they're, they're up at the in. ball and they're talking yardages and stuff, then it's, then, it's, then it's down to, it's the same thing over and over. Yep. Um, what would you, what are things that you would focus on in swing, in your swing and when practicing then if you're a beginner, um, in terms of like, not necessarily technical stuff, but either how you practice or specific things in your golf swing. And obviously we're not experts or whatever, but I would say less, less is more. So you don't need to. You don't need to go out there and hit a bunch of. I think you and I are realizing this. You know, even today we're not getting. We don't get large buckets anymore and go out there and just. Today try was to the bomb first them. time that you ever finished before, before me. me. Before you, yeah, I know. I noticed that too. That was the very first time I was like, today I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. I don't down. do. I've been in this mindset for a couple of years, right? I yes. was. I was getting small buckets at the range twice, and you know, ended up losing a couple dollars to pay for a small bucket two times because mm-hmm. I would just hit too many balls. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think just no, as you're practicing, less is more. Mm-hmm. It's like, get, I, I'm a strength coach, so I, but it, it's like weightlifting, right? I can do 12 reps of shitty squats or I can do a set of three really good squats, right? Mm-hmm. And those three really good squats are going to far outweigh the 12 reps of shitty ones, you mm-hmm. know? And so f- get find a routine right don't try to don't try to hit the ball super far just just be just be smooth mm-hmm. um it's less power and more more smooth right yeah. like I, I don't know i think it's so easy that's that's obviously very cliche to say but people want to just hit the ball hard and you know less is more yeah there's a lot less if you want to hit it further it's not hitting the ball further it's the the better swing and tempo you have in your swing um, so trying to force it, that's, that's working, all back, it takes that's, is, that's working backwards in my opinion. All it takes is playing once with an old timer, right? That's just down the middle, hits the ball in the sweet spot all the time. And we're out there trying to fucking blast it. And we're hitting that punching out of trees and this old timers posting a smooth little 78. 
can't even turn his shoulders, you know? Yeah. Um, he's, not driving, he's, he's doing all the things that we just talked about, not trying to do too much. He has low expectations, and, uh, you know, it's a full body swing. Um, damn, dude, I wish that – I almost wish I was a beginner again because it was so much fun just, like, learning, like, kind of, like, yeah. to get to where we're at. And yeah. I, and I feel like you make leaps and bounds until – you get to a certain handicap and we're obviously not great golfers, but to get any better from that at this point takes so much work and effort versus you get some major strides as when you first start the game of golf. Dude, it's been fun watching my boy Parker. Um, shout out Parker. You're the best. Uh, watching him play over the last two years, right? From a total neophyte and not knowing how to play and not mm -hmm. knowing fucking what he's doing on the course as far as etiquette goes to now, you know, the dude's got game. He's yeah. fucking chipping shots nice and close, pulling shots out of his ass, and he's playing tournaments and having hella fun. Um, and so he's gotten like so much better each time that we pl that I play with him. Cause every I play with every him. time I play with him, he he hits a shot that I'm like, damn, I didn't think he had that. Yeah, like, and you know, he still struggles definitely. Mm -hmm. uh, but we all do. Shit, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's the nature of this punishing game. Oh my god. Um. Well. Speaking of speaking of, you know, playing smaller courses or whatever, we'll be playing um, Fleming Nine on Sunday, possibly twice. That would be great to play to play it twice. If Drew Locke's starting, we're playing twice. Okay, so it, it, okay. Well, the Niners are playing, and I'm just I just I don't want to watch. I'm I'm too. Afraid. Yeah, if Drew Locke starts the Broncos game, I can already tell you how this is gonna go. <laughs> is that a one o'clock start or? A... It it would be a one o'clock start for a. Oh no! I think we're playing at Pittsburgh. Oh shit! If Drew Locke starts, it could be the lowest scoring game this season. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger can't fucking Teddy throw. Bridge? Concussed. Oh shit! That ain't good. No. Um. Yeah. Not so, a football podcast. Uh, <laughs> not a football podcast. Uh, but yeah, I, I can't wait to play that course just because like, we're kind of working on some. I actually got to get some range time in this week. And I'm really looking forward to just swinging some irons out there, not really having to worry too much about the driver. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving where my ball striking is right now. I got to dial some stuff in. I would like to actually hit driver more. You know, driver driver for you is automatic, not automatic. But no, that's automatic, a pretty good strength of your game for sure. Uh, for me, driver is not, and it's now I'm I'm finally starting to kind of with the swing changes that uh, Dill had me make earlier in mm -hmm. in the in the in in this year, and you know I've I've implemented most of those into the shorter irons and stuff. And it's mm -hmm. just kind of taken a little bit of time for me to groove that with the longer clubs, but I think I'm finally getting it grooved in. And I finally like feel like I have control of my fucking club face with the driver in my mm -hmm. hand, which I don't think I've ever felt in playing golf before. So, uh, dude, I'm really looking forward to that. I also on a tangent for all our, cause I know we're such a prominent podcast for all our central coast listeners. If you can played seascape over the weekend, Plush. The fairways are some of the fairways are a little dry. The greens are incredible. How was the timing um, around the course? Timing around the course was incredible because I played at the ass oh, crack yeah. of dawn. So That's I why teed you're so off. Positive about it. I teed off at six forty five. I was done at nine forty five. Three hour round. That means the boys were out there hitting some good shots too. We weren't we weren't looking for balls out in the. We weren't in, waiting for anybody. We weren't waiting on anyone. <laughs> uh, but dude, it was. I played that course probably fifty times. I would say. Mm -hmm. uh, 
the nicest day ever. It, we teed yeah. off at 645. It was hella hot this weekend in, in the Central Coast in Santa Cruz. I had sweatshirt off and short sleeve and shorts on. Nice. On the third hole. And I never went back to the sweatshirt after it's that. It's always dude. cold and dewy in the Cold, morning. foggy, dude. It was so nice. Uh, if you're there or around that area in the next two weeks, it's like this little pocket of the greatest time of year there. Um, and the course just, the greens just got punched probably two or three weeks ago. So oh. they were fucking rolling great. Nice. Fairways, there's a couple rough spots on them just because the course is so hilly. But everything else, dude, it looks great. It's, it's in great shape. Those, uh, I can't imagine freshly... Uh, so give us free rounds for that yeah, that, that no, advertising fr- right there. Freshly punched greens that have just healed at, at Seas Cave because it's so hard to putt there. And you and you and you rolled a rock, you said. I was putting nice, dude. Putting nice. A lot of two putts, which is great out there. Excellent. Well, we'll meet again next week, my friend. That wraps it up for us. Um, we'll have to rehash our Sunday round unless you got something else. I got something. I said Shriners open picks. Here we go. My guy, going back to him in the fall. Hideki Matsuyama, top 10, plus 275. Scotty Scheffler, top 10, plus 275. Maverick McNeely, top 10, plus 450. Thank me later. (laughs) That does it for this episode of the Sandy Pars Podcast. We want to thank you all for joining us. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcast content. Join us next week as we discuss how to keep your game sharp during the winter months. Lastly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at SandyParsGolf and visit our website, SandyPars.com, for our full library of podcasts and additional golf content like course reviews, reading guides, and more. Special thanks to our producer, Ryan Thiessen, and until next time, hit them straight.